Hello and happy hump day hotties! Oh my god, try saying that fast. A big juicy welcome to a brand new episode of Happy Hotties the podcast, where we ask and answer the burning questions you've been dying to ask your mum. My name is Jasmine Mizrahi, and joining me today, just like last week, is your favorite enunciating, hoop-wearing, English-as-a-second-language teacher, Ilana Katz, my mother. What's hump day? It's like midweek shenanigans, you know? Okay, so we'll get up to a few of those. (laughs) Hi, beautiful people. I'm Ilana, and we've just been on holidays for a week, and I feel relaxed and fresh like a daisy, (laughs) but it's good to be back home. You do look refreshed, very tanned. Not sun damaged? No, not sun damaged. Just a, a nice sun-kissed glow. With a bit of, with a tinge of red. <laughs> How is the holiday, Mum? The holiday was pretty amazing. Queensland is very laid back compared to New South Wales, I guess. And I loved Byron Bay. Lots of guys with man buns. Mm, we love man buns. Oh, we do. Leopard we do. print and man buns. And hoop earrings and red lipstick. All the things. All I just I, For me, it felt so good getting on a plane for the first time in a year. That was quite amazing, I must say. Although I didn't like wearing a mask for the entirety of the ride. But at least we can fly. This at is le- true. This is true. I wonder what's going to happen with international travel. Are we going to have to wear masks for 30 yes. plus hours? Yes, and apparently they're going to be introducing travel, I think, in September. Or is that too good to be true? I don't know. It keeps getting pushed back all the time. So, (sighs) No, first of all, it was October. Now it's September. and Uh, But before both of those, it was July. And I also, yeah, true. And I read something today and I heard it on the news that we can be flying to Singapore and New Zealand. Yes, establishing travel bubbles. I did see that. Although for now, it's probably going to be domestic, which I don't mind so much because I actually am ashamed to say I have not seen as much as Australia as I probably would have liked to. But on the other hand, I haven't seen my boyfriend in over a year, so I would like to be able to fly internationally. That's a long time. Even if you have to wear a mask. Worth it. Yeah. Absolutely worth worth it. it. Now, as per last week, happy highlight or hottie horror. What have you got for me? I've got a hottie horror. It's about my toe. (laughs) You know the toe that I broke and it was facing Mecca and I had to slap it back (laughs) to join my other toes? Of course. So, I was in the garden. I got bitten by a bee. (laughs) I screamed and I looked down and I kicked the bee off my toe. I didn't kill it. I didn't stand on it. I just kicked it away and I looked down at my toe. It was bright red and it started swelling. <laughs> the day and before. swelling and swelling. Oh. So I've got this little red balloon that had previously been broken. <laughs> and facing Mecca. Yes. Okay, that definitely warrants a horror for sure, especially because it was the day before we went to Queensland. I know. Lucky I didn't have to jump around in body combat and use my legs or my feet. I know. Lucky indeed. I can't wait to hear about what's going to happen to the next foot next week. And what about you, little flower? What have you got to tell us? (laughs) Mine is far more wholesome hottie content. I have a happy highlight to share. So just the other week when we were in Byron, 
my friend and I went into a tattoo parlor that we were in seven years ago when we were in Byron. I see the look on your face to get piercings, not tattoos. And mum just um, gave me big eyes and a, what didn't you tell me? Look, uh, now she's batting her eyelashes. Um, <laughs> so we walked in and we saw the same guy that was in there that gave us our piercings um, seven years ago. And we actually took a photo with him. So we ended up showing him the photo and we made his day. He made our day. He ended up giving my friend a tattoo for 50 bucks, which was really cool. And it was really nice. Just really wholesome content. Maybe my highlight of the holiday, actually. I don't know. Mom's blowing me kisses now. I don't know why. Thank you. <laughs> Mwah. Now, today's topic is all about friendships, specifically the toxic type. How do you identify them, manage them, end them? And how not to strangle them. And how not to strangle them. We took a poll on Instagram and 100% of those of you who voted said you had experienced one. Including me. And me. (laughs) We've received quite a few questions on this one, so we'll do our best to get through all of them. On the agenda today is how to spot early signs that someone is toxic, whether second chances are worth it, boundary setting, and how to restructure a friendship that you don't necessarily want to end. Mm. We'll also be hearing from one listener about her coming out story and how those around her responded. So toxic friendships. I personally feel so strongly about this topic because I hate seeing people treated like doormats, especially amazing ones that are all too often being taken full advantage of. According to Healthline, a toxic friend is someone that you leave feeling emotionally exhausted after any encounter with them. The energy drainer. Energy vampires, I like to call them. Yeah. They try to intimidate you. They try and control you and guilt trip you. They're easily jealous. They see themselves as a victim. They give you backhanded compliments and they're overly defensive. Typical narcissist. Have you ever experienced Many, many I have, but you'll hear about them a bit later in the question time. On that note, let's launch into the first question. Number one, mum, what are the early signs to look out for that someone is toxic? Simple, bad energy. You can feel people's energy Mm. and some people I feel really, really comfortable around and some people I don't feel so good around. I just take a step back and I just want to get away from them. Yeah. What about you? Gut instinct. Yeah. Absolutely. Your gut is usually never wrong. And And you know, you know deep down. And with me, unfortunately, it's first impressions. The minute Mm. I meet someone, either I like them or I don't. I know this changes sometimes, but usually first impressions with me are spot on. Yeah. Also, in terms of actual signs to look out for, they'll try and buy your friendship. You'll catch them out in lies. They'll feel really possessive. All those things, all those little things. At the beginning, they can seem harmless, but just look out for those. And don't forget they'll drain your energy. Vampires. Yes. Question number two. Thoughts on a second chance for the toxic person? I'm not into second chances. At all? Not at all? Not when it comes to your mental and emotional health. No way. But surely it depends on the context. It depends on what they've done, I guess. 
maybe they maybe you make arrangements with them and they cancel the arrangement at the last minute yeah there's only so many times that that flies that can get really annoying really fast or maybe you arrange to meet a friend and they're always late Mm. that can be pretty difficult as well yeah you need to assess if you're just getting mad for the sake of getting mad um, or if what they've actually done is something that's damaging for you Next question. Dear Jasmine and Ilana, is it worth valuing a long-term friendship if they are not accepting your natural growth and evolution and are trying to stunt your growth? Ooh. Okay. We constantly grow and evolve and change and Mm -hmm. it's great to do it with your friends. Yeah. You can all grow and evolve together. Sometimes you grow in different directions and that's fine as long as you respect each other's choices. Yeah. Remember that what you like and want and the friends you choose and have can change when you're 19, change again when you're 21. Mm -hmm. And it's perfectly normal if there is such thing as normal. (laughs) You always said that to me. What you like at 19 changes at 22 and what you like at 22 changes at 25, etc, etc. Even your taste in friends, your taste in colors, clothes, food, we keep evolving and changing and sometimes we revert back. Yeah. But really, it's all about moving forward in your life. Question five. How do you set boundaries with friends? Dialogue. Make it clear that you will not accept behaviors such as what? Like shouting, lying, gossiping, and in some cases, stalking. Just make it so clear by simply standing up for yourself and verbally stipulating that you won't tolerate it. I mean, I know it's not easy to do and we all struggle with it at times, but it's, it's got to start somewhere. Otherwise, you set a precedent. Protect your energy, my friend. So, so important. Wait, what do you mean by stalking? Uh, like incessant messages. What are you doing? Who are you with? Where are you? What did you do yesterday? That's exhausting. I know. That is exhausting. I couldn't deal with that. No, and nor should you. I would set my phone on fire. I know, chuck it in the bin and set it on fire. Good riddance. Yeah. (laughs) Also, don't see them as often as you normally would. Set boundaries, keep them at arm's length. Just see them less than you used to see them before. And that also uh, shifts the power dynamic as well. And we'll return some to you if you if you feel like you've lost it. Next question. How do I not feel guilty for ending a friendship? I think you should put yourself first. Mm -hmm. Think, how is this person affecting me? And also in your head, five points why you should be friends with them and five points why you shouldn't be friends with them and see them anymore. Pros and cons. Absolutely. And I think you'll see very quickly that one list may outweigh the other one. I totally agree. You know... People, some people are too nice and the toxic people find them and use and abuse them Mm. and they become victims. And you never, ever should feel guilty for ending a friendship that you think is not doing any kind of service to you anymore. Not that friendship is service based. It should be give and take. It should be completely and utterly um, reciprocated. Because 
People, if someone doesn't make you feel good, like we said before, they shouldn't be in your life. And life is way too short. Don't be a people pleaser and don't be a yes person. Because sometimes when you keep saying yes, in your heart, you're really saying no. Oh, that's really wise. Mm, I just made that up on the spur. Very nice. (laughs) Next question. How do you navigate liars? Catch them out. How? A friend of mine had an exam and I sent him a text. How did you go in the exam? And he sent me a text back. I failed. Then by some crazy coincidence, I bumped into a mutual friend and I said, oh, such and such failed his exam. And she went, what? No, he didn't. (laughs) He sent me a message saying that he passed with flying colors. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so we caught him out and it was by sheer coincidence. Mm. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Yeah, I guess when the web is spun so intricately, eventually there's there's gaps. Um, There's gaps and, and the lies fall through them and then you catch them out. You get caught out. Whenever you tell a lie once, what's that expression? You- yes, I would say it. Um... It is fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Yep. Yeah. So I guess um, tackling liars, if you're aware that they are a liar, don't be surprised by it. Just take everything that they say with a grain of salt. Exactly. Our next question is, how do you end things with a toxic friend in a somewhat healthy way so there's no ill feelings or bad blood? That one's a little bit tricky because to one person everything may seem fine, but to the other, it's not at all. So communication is the first step. If communication doesn't work, keep them at arm's length. I'm, I'm got my arms out right now towards mom. (laughs) And when you keep your, keep them at arm's length, always be pleasant and keep them at arm's length with, with a smile. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that at all either. Sometimes it's just better for both people if there's a little bit of space between them. And maybe you guys can come back together after that little space apart and things may have changed completely. Often that space allows you to recalibrate what it is you want and it offers that fresh breath of air for you to just really think about it. And then I think you'll realize you won't even want that person in your life anymore. You've moved on and they're going to move on as well. Yeah, hopefully. It's just about, I think, being bold enough to take that first step, which is not always so easy. But you have to sometimes take that step even if you don't want to. Mm, break patterns. It's um, being crueler from, from the outset you gotta to be, be kinder. Cruel. you got to be cruel to be kind. Yes, as we said last week. Our next question is a little bit similar. It is, how do you restructure a friendship rather than break up with a friend? I don't think it's necessary to break up with the friend. I just think you should socialize with the friend and see the friend differently. For example, don't see them one-on-one. See them in a group. See Mm. them with a third person. Yeah, it takes the pressure off you, lessens the burden a little bit. Like if you're making a dinner date, have a third person come in, a fourth fourth person. Um, What? Okay, what if they they say, though... um, I really miss spending one-on-one time with you. Just say, oh, next time, because I've already promised such and such they're coming with us. Yeah, and that lead, that uh, kind of leads into the, the distance 
um, that we were speaking about in the prior question. Yes. That's the arm's length thing. And when you do distance yourself, always with a smile and always be pleasant, no malice. And that's probably what it comes comes down to, really. Like, you don't obviously want to end this relationship if you're asking about restructuring it. You just want to change it a little bit. Yeah, that's it. Just evolve it a little bit. A change is as good as a holiday. Yes. Okay, happy hotties. My friend is very possessive of me and gets mad if I don't tell them where I've been or who I've seen. That was a statement. So I'm going to answer this very clearly. That is not friendship. That is ownership. They are getting mad at you because they're getting mad at their loss of control over you. And it is incredibly manipulative and to their credit works very well. They sound really insecure and you've got no space in your life for them. Yeah, get in, get in the bin. Get in the bin because they're always going to project that insecurity onto you and make you feel like the bad guy. Okay, my friend has ghosted me for the last six months and now messages me like nothing has happened. How do I go about this? I know what ghosting is now. Yeah, you do. (laughs) So now I can answer the question. (laughs) Right. Okay, if someone's ghosted you for the last six months... I would wipe them out of my life. I wouldn't even... Oh, cutthroat. Yeah, I wouldn't even um, bother continuing the friendship because you're obviously not elf on the shelf. You're friend on the shelf. Or maybe you're like a broken toy that they've thrown in the rubbish bin. Mm -hmm. So you don't need them in your life. You've survived the last six months without them. You don't need them anymore. Let them go. (laughs) Let them go. Similar to what I said about dating last week and ghosting, often you can be someone's little dopamine hit uh, for the time being and then they get it and they thank you next to you. And it might not be pleasant to hear, but the same thing can happen with friends. You know, sometimes, sure. yeah, sometimes friends will... Um, with friends like that, you don't need enemies. That's very true too. Yeah, because that's not a friend. Yeah, and it's really important to remember that even though it may hurt... People come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Who did I learn that from? <laughs> Quote of the week, I think. And it's okay if that person's no longer in it anymore. But if you're hurt in the beginning, sometimes the hurt turns into anger. And then the anger turns into, I don't care Indifference. anymore. Indifference. I'm moving on. Yeah. And they just do you a favor. Yeah. It ends up being a favor. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hi ladies, super reflexive here. How do I know if I'm the toxic friend? I tend to have some obsessive qualities, but it really does come from a good place. Um, listen to this episode. With this kind of thing, it's very important to look around you and see who is in your life or at least still in your life. Toxic people often can't actually see that the common denominator is them. So for example, if they've had a falling out with all the people around them, often they're going to think that it's everyone else in the world is against them. The blame game. It's the blame game. But if you look around yourself and you see that there's not a lot of people left in your life, then what is the common factor there? Yeah, because maybe you want to make arrangements with your friends And nobody wants to see you because you're too toxic. Yeah. Or maybe you're a flake. Maybe people don't like that. 
Do you call them incessantly? Are you always asking them where they are, who they're with? Like, that's not going to fly. No one likes that kind of behavior. What else? The pity party. You always feel sorry for yourself. Mm -hmm. And maybe you ring people and complain about how difficult your life is and how people have done the wrong thing by you. You need to reassess your actions and you need to actually take a microscope to what you do and have a long think about it. You can't see yourself how you really are, but how you want to be. So often when you look in the mirror, you don't really see what other people see. You see yourself how you want to see yourself. Yeah. And it's going to appear like the whole world is against you. And it's everyone else's fault, but never yours. Yeah. You're always right and they're always wrong. My last piece of advice on that one would just be tried and tested wisdom. Put yourself in their shoes to flip the perspective a little bit. I think that always, always benefits because you may actually find that it makes you more empathetic to their cause. And as a result, you guys can have better dialogue to try and sort it out. Next question. My friend's boyfriend is super shady and all I want to do is tell her that I don't like him, but I don't want her to think I'm a bad friend. Oh, okay. We have a story for you for this one. I remember we were walking, mom and I were walking one day and um, (laughs) we saw my friend's boyfriend who was like notoriously a douchebag and Mom, do you want to take it from here? I'll- no, no, you you say it better than I do. And so we were walking and he said hi to me. And I was like, hello. And then mom goes, oh, and to his face, I don't like you. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes, I don't like you. You made it very clear. And what was his reaction? He was just like, oh, oh, that's not very nice. And it was... <laughs> Ah, that was killer. I remember that. It came out. It was true. I couldn't help myself. And I didn't even think about it. I just blurted it out. That was naughty Lola. I know, my alter ego. Sending for her cubs. Yeah, of course. (laughs) I wouldn't tell him or her anything. I would bite my tongue. And hopefully your friend is smart enough to work it out for herself And one day, hopefully in the near future, she'll work out that he is a douchebag. So you wouldn't do your your, uh, plan of attack? I don't like you. (laughs) No, no, I wouldn't. Bite your tongue. I feel like you can get away with that because you're a mom. Older, yeah. (laughs) Okay, last question. I have a friend who always wants to see me when he clearly has nothing else to do and I always feel like plan B. Well, you just answered your own question. You are plan B. You are plan B. So just don't see them. Whenever they call you and and make an arrangement, usually it's at the last minute, don't see them. Come and hang out with me. We'll have fun. (laughs) We can drink Moscato and watch Japanese dating shows. (laughs) On that note, it's time for our listener story. Hey, happy hotties. Uh, So about six months ago, I had a pretty significant friendship of mine and and I did notice it had started to deteriorate about um, a year ago, actually when I came out. Um, Before that, 
I had been in a really dark place. I struggled with bipolar disorder, so I can have some pretty low lows and high highs, but I was in a pretty low place for about six months after my four and a half year relationship with this guy ended. Um, and I was just really confused and lost. And then when I came out publicly, I felt like a new me was born and I gained this confidence that I didn't even know I had. And I was just so happy and my life definitely just seemed to perk up quite a bit. But this one person that I didn't expect um, to react so negatively did. And when we finally talked about it, she basically just told me that she doesn't recognize this version of me and she doesn't like it, that I'm selfish and um, that I've just changed so much that she doesn't enjoy being around me anymore. It was quite heartbreaking to hear, um, especially because I'd gotten so much support from literally everybody else in my life. But I guess I just kind of wanted to know your take on it and if you've maybe been in a similar situation where you've gone through a big life change and lost a friend, but any advice would be great. Thanks, girls. For a start, I am so happy for you and I'm so glad that you have embraced who you are. It's so important. She is not even worth thinking about. She's not a real friend because a real friend should have accepted you in whatever packaging you choose. Amen. We're all different flowers in a garden and we're all unique and wonderful. We come in different colors, shapes and mm -hmm. sizes and we all bloom in different ways and enjoy your bloom. Exactly. And in moments like this, you really find your true people and it's when you find your you remember that the people that truly love us love us unconditionally and it's not the length of the friendship but it is the quality and yes I guess sometimes sometimes those two can correlate but other times that they other times they don't and you are absolutely not selfish I've heard a lot of stories like this when people come out and people don't respond as they may have hoped that they would but hey a new you was born and this is amazing and with this new you comes crazy amazing new powers and maybe that was too much for someone else to handle and maybe they're on the journey of finding their them so you rock with your new friends and I'm so proud of you for dealing with that because, as Jasmine said, love is unconditional. People have to love you the way you are. Exactly. I guess the biggest takeaway from today is that there are so many different types of people on this earth. And the more tolerant, respectful and kind we all are to each other, the better it is for all of us. Sure thing. Remember to concentrate on the positive friends and hang with people who build you up because your vibe attracts your tribe. Amen. Moral of the story is be kind. Don't be a That is all we have time for today. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Happy Hotties, the podcast. Super important to quickly mention that the content produced by Happy Hotties exists for entertainment purposes. It is not intended as a substitute for professional advice. If you do require professional advice, please seek out a qualified professional. A big ol' thank you to Matt Drury for whipping up our catchy little tune. And if you have any burning questions you need advice for or any crazy stories the world needs to hear, then make sure you submit them at Happy Hotties the Podcast on Instagram and yours may be featured on the show. 
We'll see you next week for another informative, interesting topic. Bye. Do svidaniya. Litra od. Sayonara. All the best. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Oh, we harmonize. Oh, yeah. <laughs>